0: Okay, everybody, welcome back. Another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. Uh, An awesome start of the summer we have for you guys tonight on June 1st. It's our first episode of the NFL offseason. Me, Johnny Blaine, are going to break down a division per week Um, We've been talking about this, us three together for a while, Um, never too early to start talking about the uh, about the upcoming season, as we've mentioned um, in a couple of our more recent football episodes. But this one, we're getting away from the Chiefs. We're going to talk about the rest of the league. And we kind of figured what better way to start than with the NFC West, a division that the Chiefs will play all four teams this year. Um, So Chiefs fans, get your ears ready uh other fans of these four teams not looking great um for your for some of these teams in this division uh but i think that one team in this division could make a serious run um just by looking at their roster today so let's jump into it boys um i want to start with the rams um i think they deserve that super bowl champions as we all know um how big of a deal do you guys make aaron donald it's big Pretty big deal,
1: huh? I, uh, he's going to play. I don't I don't make a huge
0: deal out of it. I think it's all for – go ahead. What I saw today was it's going to cost them nearly $30 million per year if they want to bring him back. So that's a lot, um, and especially for a team that is always up against the cap. So for some reason, though, it doesn't seem like the cap affects certain teams. It just seems like the Rams are always in, in, in trouble, and they have unbelievable players. Um, but what were we gonna say, Blaine?
1: I just think it's a guy like a guy like that. It's like it's more your body than it is thirty million instead of twenty-five. In my opinion, that guy's already a hundred dollar, a hundred millionaire. You know, yeah. Yes, that number's thrown out. But if he wants to play football, he's gonna play football. If he's ready to retire, he's ready to retire. And I think Johnny, it comes down to is he wanting to go through training camp. And all-
2: that's right. I agree. I, I think he's gonna play. Um, he just. Aaron Donald just signed with Kanye West's Donda sports. And so uh, I think that is indicative of him uh, uh, going to play this season. And it's probably going to be on the Rams, but I just have this weird optimistic chiefs fan in me that like, if, if they wouldn't sign Aaron Donald, the chiefs throw the bag at him for like two years or something like that and give him 30 million a year and boom. Your pass rush issue is completely solved. Um, But in all seriousness, I think he'll be back and playing for the Rams.
0: Quick side note on that. The Chiefs pass rush stinks, and we'll get to that (laughs) later on. But it's bad. Um, I love that. I also did not know about Donda. So that is pretty indicative to me. Um, And then I love this. I wrote down a couple key additions for the Rams. First off, I want to talk about how good I think their wide receiver core is without the additions. Um, that they made in the offseason. Cooper cup. I love Van Jefferson. Um, he's, he looks like he's, he could be a pretty damn good receiver. In my opinion. Um, I saw an article that mentioned some guy named Tutu Atwell didn't have a great rookie year, but look, trying to sign, or excuse me, trying to improve going into year two. I think they have guys there that are going to be very effective. And then you add a guy like Alan Robinson, a guy who has had a great career in really shitty circumstances. Um, like I I think the sky's the limit for their offense. I really do. They have all their running backs back, as far as I know. Um, and honestly, guys, still Odell is like on the team, I think. I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna, you know, play, but he also stinks, but that's a different topic for a different day. But you never know. I mean, that's a pretty damn good receiving core.
2: Yeah, I agree, I agree. And I think um they've done a lot of things this offseason, actually. Um Allen Robinson, to me, I think, is a guy that really can make this team awesome. Um, they lost Robert Woods in a trade to the Titans, um, but they do have uh, Robinson coming in. And, and Allen Robinson's, like, best quarterback that he's he's ever played with is, is who, guys? I mean, it was Bortles. And it's been Nick Foles and Trubisky and a lot of these guys. So yeah. uh, you come in and you have Matthew Stafford and I think Alan Robinson, um, he's not as young as he used to be. He's not as, uh, you know, he's had some injuries, but I think Allen Robinson can have a lot of success um, in this offense. And then elsewhere guys throughout this team, they, they lost Andrew Whitworth to retirement, their staple left tackle, but they're replacing him with someone who's been on the roster, a guy named Joseph Noteboom, who, I don't, I've never heard of, but they gave him a three year, $40 million deal after being with the team um, when they drafted him back in 2018. They lost Von Miller to Buffalo. They lost Darius Williams, Williams to Jacksonville. They cut Johnny Hecker, but you know, that's just a punter that everybody knows because he can throw the ball. Um, and then then they brought in Bobby Wagner from Seattle for a five year, $50 million deal. So, like, yeah. less let sneed, less sneed, their GM, obviously is all about bringing in proven guys over draft picks they didn't pick until the third round the 104th overall pick and and they took a Wisconsin lineman so um there's a reason that Les Snead in their on their parade wore the fuck them picks shirt because they just believe in bringing in guys like Robinson and Wagner over developmental guys in in the early stages of the draft so uh, this is my pick to to win this division it's their division to lose and um uh, they do play the Chiefs this year at Arrowhead, which should shape up to be a, a really big game. Blion. Yeah. and I, I
1: Offensive line is where the Rams, it's it's their question mark. They have guys everywhere else, but, you know, I don't see it as a humongous problem. There's a little bit of an overhaul there, but there's guys that have learned from a veteran like Whitworth and they can come yeah. in there and do fine, especially with the weapons they have and with what McVeigh is known to do. When I look at the Rams, like, this is the championship pedigree team in this division. They're going to be okay. They're going to win a lot of ball games and I'm not going to pick and, and, poke at their rosters. They made some good moves, but, um, I just kind of believe in the organization in itself as as lazy as the take as that might sound.
0: No, I love it. Um, and I believe that we played them week 12. If my memory serves me correctly, I could be wrong about that. Um, one, Another question mark I have for them, and we'll move on, is their pass rush, um, especially if Aaron Donald decides to not come back, even though we think he's going to. They really only have Leonard Floyd on the roster, having lost Von Miller to Buffalo. So somebody to keep your eye on uh, for the Rams fans out there. Probably a lot of Rams fans, actually, on the Figure It Out podcast. I'd have to say, probably have a decent St. Louis following for the ones that didn't turn on Kronke. Um, So Rams, I think that they have a legit chance to win the division. Um, Johnny has them as their division winner, so we'll see. Let's move on to the Chiefs' Week One opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I just want to bring this up real quick before we dive into the twenty two, or excuse me, the twenty two season. I was right all year about the Cardinals; they flat out stink. Uh, Kyler stinks. Blaine, uh, Blaine, uh, and I have gone back and forth on it. Um, I was just totally right; he was totally wrong. But going past that, now we move into this season and he's causing more issues, Blaine. I want to hear your take on Kyler Murray. He did return to OTA's. Your thoughts? He's short. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he's really <No>. short.
1: <laughs> he's really short. I don't I don't know. I don't really like the way that the feel around Kyler is it kind of goes through the whole organization right now. Like the Cardinals is just drama, 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 drama. Yeah. He's, but I think they signed Steve Kime and Cliff to 2027. But it seems like everybody in that fan base wants them both out. So I don't know what what's going on around them. And I love to have them week one with Kyler sitting out with all that kind of drama, main yeah. into their organization. That it's a humongous question mark for the Cardinals for me this year.
0: Johnny,
2: agreed. Um, I'm not sold on Cliff. Um, nor am I sold on Steve Kime. I'm excited for the Chiefs to go there. Uh, that field's going to play fast. Uh, I yeah. love watching Patrick play indoors, and um, it's a cool stadium overall. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's a really cool uh, opening game. Three twenty-five. Everybody again, like we've said before, everybody's going to be watching the Chiefs. Uh, you mm-hmm. don't play the Cardinals very often, so that'll be cool. I, I just had some notes here, like you know, the Cardinals have started hot like almost every year with. I think every year with Cliff, and then just fallen off of a cliff as the season's gone on. So, I mean, Cliff, Cliff didn't win at Texas Tech, Put intended. There, yeah, just falling I, I, off I, a cliff. <laughs> I didn't even mean that. That's because oh, I. Oh, he meant it, people. He meant it. They started this last season seven and zero, and then they ended the season. You know, they, they had some back and forth wins and losses, but they ended the year the regular season one and four, and then if you include their playoff loss, which is a which was a thirty four to eleven slaughter against the Rams, they, they ended the year one and five. And and in that game, Kyler was like terrible, 130-something yards. He had like two picks. He barely even rushed. I mean, he he had one of the worst interceptions on a pick six that I've ever seen. And uh, now he's like basically holding out this offseason. I mean, I think it's just a toxic situation. I think Arizona would be one of my, if I looked league-wide, after all of uh, these podcasts that we'll do recapping the offseason – Arizona will be one of my top three teams that I think will regress the most um, coming up on this season. Uh, Some of their off-season moves, they're they're bringing back James Conner, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, some out-of-house guys that they're bringing in. Daryl Williams, former chief, is going there on a one-year deal. And then they brought in Nick Vigil from Cincinnati and and Will Hernandez uh, from the Giants. Uh, and then they lost some guys. Uh, Chase Edmonds is on Miami now. Christian Kirk signed an absurd contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like the first offseason wide receiver for free agency was Christian Kirk to the Jaguars. And it totally fucked up the wide receiver market as far as contracts are concerned. I think their biggest loss is going to be Chandler Jones. And uh, it's a huge gain uh, for the Raiders. Um, and and that's that sucks that he's going to be rushing Patrick Mahomes twice And then a couple other guys, Jordan Hicks, Max Garcia, uh, they lost. And uh, they didn't have a first-round pick um, because of the DeAndre Hopkins trade, I believe, and they took Trey McBratt of Colorado State. There's their recap. Blaine, what do you got? i have just
1: losing Chandler Jones and then having J.J. Watt, who hasn't played a full season in what, since I've been in high school, it seems like. So (laughs) that's a huge concern for them. Mm
0: Yeah, one quick thing I want to say on Will Hernandez, Uh, fun fact of the day, sort of, his college offensive line coach, which, pause, anybody know where where Will Hernandez went to college? Quick guess. UTAP, University of Texas El Paso minors. Um, His college offensive line coach is now the Arizona Cardinals O-line coach, so kind of sick for them. I felt like that was kind of uh, important because i watched a video on him. He has a chance to be the starting right guard for the Cardinals. And I think you get back with your college coach. It gives you a lot of motivation to do well. And um, so that's that's that. And one one last thing about Kyler, he's looking for an extension with two years left on his deal. I think the Cardinals are smart here. I think that if he wants to be a jackass, you let him be a jackass. You don't want to show up. You don't have to show up. Because we have Colt McCoy. I mean, I know that's crazy to say. Cheaper option. Decent. I mean, not to. And if you sign Kyler to an extension, you're going to have to – that's a long-term investment. So I think the Cardinals are playing it smart here. Um, and that's all I got on the Cardinals. Anybody last thoughts? Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, uh, or Blaine? Go, ahead. go ahead, Blaine.
1: No, I'm just saying they brought in Hollywood to try to make Kyler more happy. But – I agree. What are you doing, Kyler? And, and Steve Kime basically, I think it was last week, came out and said that they're they're staying strong. Like Kyler's our quarterback. We have that two years left, and that's is what it is. He's there's. I mean, what else is he going to do? So yeah. you try to bring in someone else to make him happy, and that's all you can do about it.
2: That's all I was going to say, guys, is that I said uh, they didn't have a first round pick because of Hopkins. It was because they traded for uh, Hollywood Brown. So I wanted to make that correction there. And, and Hopkins is out for the first six games. So the Chiefs get the Cardinals without Hopkins. Um, they, they're they're going to get, you know, they're going to have Hollywood and, and A.J. Green. So, I mean, I just I really like this matchup from a Chiefs perspective. And I think the Cardinals will regress this year.
0: Two teams with very new rosters heading into the 2022 season. something to keep your eye on. Let's stick with the Bird's. Um, I think uh, all three of us will agree here. The worst team in this division, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, will start real quick with their key losses. Um, I'm sure they've lost more guys than this, but Russell Wilson is the biggest loss of their offseason. It's not even close. Um, you know, they're at a, it's never good in your offseason If you have a quarterback battle, I don't care if it's college or pros um, and especially when it's, Not a good quarterback battle. It'd be like one thing if, like, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen were on the same team and they were, like, battling back and forth. But you have Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Um, Tyler Lockett came out and said he liked what he saw from the quarterback battle. I love Tyler Lockett to death, but please take it easy. I mean, you can't possibly love what you're seeing. Um, Tyler Lockett, fun fact, longest tenured Seahawk on the roster right now. That's crazy. Um, When you think about some of the guys they've had for a while, Um, but those guys are all pretty much gone now. Um, They draft. I I was telling Johnny, or I was telling no, I was telling Johnny before I hopped on here. I honestly think that the Seahawks drafted pretty well. Um, They took Charles Cross from Mississippi State at ninth. I think he's a really good offensive tackle and can be. Uh, Boye Mafe, really good linebacker. Uh, Pete Carroll. I saw a video of him talking about him. He's basically going to do everything for them. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to really rely on him this year. They're going to put him out there. But you can't really rely on that production when you're expecting him to be a three-level defender, it seemed like, from what I took from Pete Carroll. Um, and then Kenneth Walker II, who I think is a talented running back at Michigan State. Um, uh, Johnny, I'll start with you. Give us your quick Seattle rundown here.
2: Yeah, you covered a lot of it. I think this is a bad team. I think this is. I think the Seahawks are going to be picking in the top five next year. I think they know that, and I think they they are going with the Drew Locke Geno approach uh, because they're trying to get their hands on somebody like like Bryce Young or or the Stroud kid from Ohio State uh, next year. Like they're they are rebuilding. Uh, Pete Carroll, I think, is the oldest coach in the league, even though he does he, he seems spry and energetic it does seem like the scheme is, is just outdated. Uh, I do think Kenneth Walker is a pick that they absolutely love. I don't know if it's conducive to, to the league as a whole right now. Um, but, but they definitely like this Kenneth Walker kid. And I agree with you on the other two picks, my and cross. I think those were, those were good picks, but really their offseason has been like sparse. You know, they, like I mentioned on the Rams earlier, they lost Bobby Wagner who will be a, a ring of honor guy. Uh, for the Seahawks, same with Russ, they lost him. He'll be a, if Russ, if they ever make like the Hall of Fame, like they'll go in as Seahawks, but it's just going to look a lot different now. And and I think the Seahawks are really feeling the negative effects roster wise from trading two first round picks and giving top end dollar to safety Jamal Adams, who really does not play safety like, like you need. Uh, in the league right now, and um, he's a hard hitter. He is great in the run, but he gets exposed in the pass, and it's a passing league, so uh, I think the Seahawks are going to be a bad team.
0: I think he can only defend the run. I seriously don't think he can defend the pass, and I like Jamal Adams because I love a safety that can come downhill. There's been so many good ones in the league, but for what you paid for him, um, you need a guy that can do both, and right now I don't think Jamal's at that point in his career. I mean, I'm seriously – I would blitz him every play. Because I, yeah. I think you're better off just playing with a free safety and letting him try to get the quarterback. I really do. Blame?
1: Gee, well, you're saying you would blitz him every play, but I would blitz Seattle every play. That offensive line has seen the remnants. I mean, I, f- I feel like when the Russell Wilson was back there, that front office was like, oh, Russell can play around and make something happen if we put additions elsewhere. And it came up to bite them bad. And that offensive line right now is not good. Yeah. Which, you put that with a bad quarterback it it doesn't smell good but no offense drew lock reunion if drew lock is the starter maybe okay tyler lockett you know
0: yeah
1: there's manageable there with all those guys but i don't think they're gonna be as horrible as everyone's saying they might squeak out a few wins but they're just i mean it's seattle they're the worst team in this division there's not much else to really say
0: they clearly addressed their offensive line. Um, we we failed. I didn't mention another. Uh, I think it was a third round pick or maybe even a fourth round pick. Abe Lucas, right. another offensive tackle. Right. So obviously they're trying to shore up their future a little bit without having a quarterback right now. Um, and I really like what you said, Johnny. I think they're for sure looking at Ohio State and Bama's cute quarterbacks, um, Stroud and Young, respectively. Um, it makes a lot of sense, honestly. But like Blaine, you said, I really do like their wide receiver core. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, DK, Tyler, they added Marquise Goodwin, who I don't know if you guys remember, he was on the Bills, I believe, and then he went somewhere else, and now he's on the Seahawks. Um, oh, he's on the Bears, I think. He's got he's a vertical threat. They got a lot of vertical threats. Yeah, they can get down the field. Um, I just don't know if they have the quarterback to do it. And and that's really all I've got on Seattle. anybody else?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yes, they have, that's the strength of their team is the wide receiving core, but it's like, look at, look at who is supplying the football. Denver had good receivers too. drew lock is just incredibly inaccurate. I don't care if you have, (laughs) I don't care if you have Marquise Goodwin, uh, who has Olympic speed, like that's his trait is that he has Mm -hmm. Olympic level speed. He was a sprinter, Drew Locke is not going to get him the ball downfield. That's the thing. And then if it's Geno Smith on the other end, he's not going to sit in the pocket long enough for a downfield route to get open. We saw Geno Smith have to play this season. It was a fucking disaster. And so the fact that they have these two guys in competition, like I said, it just further emphasizes the fact that they are chalking this year up. You know, uh, Carol's going to like it because they're going to run the shit out of the football. I believe Chris Carson's like done. I think he has a neck injury or spinal injury. And so like, that's not a thing. Rashad Penny, former first round pick, terrible pick, even though he had some success last year. Um, It's going to be him and, and, and Kenneth Walker just running the football. And then Drew Locke and, and, and Smith aren't going to do it for him. That's why Blaine, I think they're going to be so bad.
1: Yeah. I just wish they would have had a quarterback cause it would be kind of fun with Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. He was fun to watch at Michigan state and then those additions, but whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was unreal. Um, one last thing for Seattle for me, if you guys play fantasy football, which I know you both do, but I was talking more so to the listeners, Seattle, stay away from Seattle's running back room. It's a nightmare. I went through a Seattle running back room year where I had like all three of them and couldn't ever pick the right one. It's a nightmare to sort through. Um, Well, boys, let's finish up this episode. First off, love this episode. Uh, Can't wait for next week already. But we'll finish up with whom I am picking to win the division, the San Francisco 49ers. I think that they are a ridiculous roster. Um, I know the quarterback questions. I actually tend to believe in Trey Lance. Seriously, I really do. But I think the Niners, for me, their biggest advantage is Shanahan. I love him as a coach. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but he owns McVay. So that's that's the biggest. I mean, that's that's another, it's a huge mental hurdle there. Um, but when I look at the Niners roster, first off, all these all these teams that we've talked about have either lost offensive linemen or had to have drafted rookies to replace some of these linemen. I think the Niners have the best offensive line in this division right now. They have the best offensive lineman in football period in Trent Williams, who I know Johnny is has a man crush on. Um, and I think if they can line up and run the football, even without – what's the update on Debo? Do we have any update on Debo?
1: That's where I was going to go with it. I...
0: Okay, well, you know, then we're... hold on. I'll I'll save that for you, Then let me finish what I was going to say. Regardless if they have Debo or not, they're going to be able to line up and run the football. I think if you have an athletic guy like Trey Lance who you can run the football and then run play action with, I think it can really work. And especially with the Niners' offensive scheme, they aren't a downfield threat. They're looking to get the ball in the flat to Kittle on a five-yard out. They're looking for IU over the middle of the field. I mean, with Debo, of course, they have a lot of team speed, but I think that this team is better than the Rams right now just because we don't – there's a lot of question marks with the Rams in terms of Aaron Donald. Obviously, Aaron Donald comes back. The Rams are better. But I know it's kind of technically a rookie quarterback, but I'm really high on the Niners, honestly, in this division. And they're my pick to win. Boy, Blaine, you go with the Debo.
1: Yeah, I was going to Debo has been to Warriors playoff basketball games, and I think he's going to probably be back in the finals. I mean, does that just just from a humanized standpoint, does that tell you enough? I think it tells me enough that he's going to be a 49er, but it also worries me about their wide receiving core. I Obviously, Brandon Ayuk started the year bad, came on a little bit. Is he a guy you can believe in in the fantasy game as well? I, I don't know what's going to happen. But then you look at Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, that running back room has quite a bit of potential, but I can't, Chandler, from your standpoint, say that with all those question marks I just laid out that they're going to win this division because I don't know – is Trey Sermon going to be that year two guy that he is expected mm-hmm. to be? Is Brandon Ayuk going to step up? Is Debo going to be all in every this whole year as a 49er? I, I don't know. But I can totally see where you're saying that this team has a potential because they definitely do with Shanahan. and This
0: team has an abundance of potential. Yeah. And potential yeah. doesn't mean anything. But if you can get that abundance rolling, son, I'm telling you, this team could be legit. Johnny?
2: Well, this will be good content because I completely disagree. <laughs> I it. I think That's that why this we do team this. is I think this team's also in trouble um, in this division. I think um, I think there are legitimate questions about Trey Lance already. He had some games last year, but I think it's as a thrower. If you look at the Shanahan offense, um, it is this is why Jimmy G's had success in it. It is totally built off of your quarterback being able to be incredibly accurate on short to intermediate throws. And Trey Lance showed, I know it was his rookie year, but he showed to be incredibly inaccurate last year. And and that could be a, uh, a number of things, rookie NFL defenses. He played like one game in that COVID year with NDSU and just didn't, just didn't take a lot of snaps. So maybe there was a lot of rest. Yes, he is. He is a dynamic runner of the football, but I think, that there is just a reason that this team forced Jimmy G into playing time last year because the head coach was not confident in the play of Trey Lance. I mean, and even up to like draft day, when they they took Trey Lance at number three, there were talks that Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. And so Mm I think that there is a, a definite issue at quarterback and look, they, they still have Jimmy G on the roster. They haven't committed to Trey Lance, even though people mm-hmm. think they do. And Jimmy G is coming off of offseason shoulder surgery on his throwing arm, on his throwing shoulder. So I think there's huge questions there. They're going to be able to run the football regardless. Actually, this Trey Sermon guy, I thought was going to be good last year. He was a healthy scratch almost the entire second half yeah, of the year. Right, yeah. I he think does. I think that they are out on him, and the reason I think they're out on him is because they 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 let Raheem Mostert walk. He's go, he's in Miami now, and in the third round they drafted uh, Tyrion Davis Price out of LSU, which is a total you know third back out of LSU Shanahan pick so I think Elijah Mitchell is the one um Chandler talk about a running back room to stay away from in fantasy it's the 49ers running back room that's a tough one they made some other offseason moves um most notably Blaine's favorite uh middle Tennessee player Charverius (laughs) Ward former chief uh They brought him in a three-year, $40.5 million deal. They have to have supreme confidence in Charverius Ward because like we've talked about, look at the matchups he's going to have to have. DK, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, uh, Allen Robinson, um, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's going to have to go up against some really stud receivers and they gave him a lot of money. So uh, I think that this is a team because I think quarterback matters so much in the NFL that they are going to struggle because of the uncertainties at the position.
0: Yeah, I, I really like what you're saying. Um, and that really goes really well with what I said. I mean, I agree with you because if the if they have a lot of, like I said, again, a lot of potential. But if it doesn't work yeah. out, this could be a really bad season for the Niners. And you're exactly right. Um, I do think that their cornerbacks are great. Charve and uh, Jason Verrett. Jason Verrett's a beast, huh? Yeah. I think he's a great corner. Um, so, I think, I, I mean, I think I like Travarius as well. I liked him myself. Uh, not as much as Blaine, but at a lot. And, um, yeah, I think they can be good on D again.
1: I, I want to say, too, about Trey Lance and his throwing issue. it came out. The media just got a hold of this, like, last week. But apparently he had a right index finger uh, problem with his right index finger. They call it like a microchip of a bone that he injured in the mm. preseason finale against the Raiders. He said it dealt with it through the season. for So, for him, this offseason has been getting back to healthy, feeling more like himself, and he's throwing the ball better than he was. I don't know how much of a safe face that is from a PR standpoint, right. but that has been a story over the last few weeks. And also to to point, they went out and got that guy in the third round. Um, Shanahan came out and said basically they're looking for somebody. I think you can kind of play it towards the Chiefs with Clyde and some of those lesser power backs that haven't been able to score in the red zone. The 49ers were horrible in the red mm. zone last year, so they're trying to get a guy that can, I guess, score within five yards with that. And then hopefully add that to, to Mitchell and hopefully sermon can do something. Cause I really like that guy and I hope he has a lot of potential in that offense. So
0: we'll see. He was a beast at Oklahoma. Oh that's my all God. I'll say. He was unbelievable at Oklahoma. Um, so yeah, really like what you said there boys, that is the NFC West, um, in 30 minutes or less. I absolutely love that fun episode. Um, Listeners, we'll be back with this same exact episode next Wednesday. Um, Let's let's say on air what division we want to do next week. We'll stick with the NFC um, since we started with the NFC West. And Blaine's pointing up, so that insinuates north. So it looks like the boys are going to be taking a trip to the tundra um, that is the American north, and we will be going over the Bears, Lions, Vikings, and Packers. Oh my! That will be a very fun episode. A lot of intriguing teams in that. Not to get too far ahead of myself. Lions? Question mark? Kirk Cousins? Question mark? Oh, I can't (laughs) wait to talk about how bad Kirk Cousins is. Blaine, Johnny, thank you guys for jumping on with me. Um, We'll talk to you guys next week, okay?
1: See ya.